You don't have to eat like me. That would be actually really bad if you tried to mimic how I eat because then you wouldn't be honoring your God-given body and your God-given food preferences and your unique lifestyle and your unique hunger needs and things like that. So don't try to mimic (laughs) like I eat today. Focus on my intuitive eating reasons for why I picked things. Hey, I'm Nyla, and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness, and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and He has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Nyla, and today I have titled the episode, A Day in the Life of an Intuitive Eater, and so I'm going to share what I ate today. I was eating supper today, and I just thought, you know what, I think how I ate today would make a really cool episode just to show how an intuitive eater thinks and acts in real time throughout the day. And back in, I don't know, maybe like 2020 or 2021, when I was more active on social media and when my business was an intuitive eating coaching business, now I do podcast production, but I before had a business called Nutrition with Nyla and I was an online intuitive eating coach and would I would teach people intuitive eating from a faith-based perspective and help them implement it in their own life, help them learn it, and I would do it over the phone with people. And I still do that a little bit on the side, but my main business now is definitely podcast production, like helping people start up their dream podcast, helping people manage their podcasts, like get them out every week. I do editing, show notes, Uh, podcast pitching for people to appear on other people's podcasts as a guest, like all the things I know how to do. So I'm a podcast producer now. And before I did have a business that was intuitive eating coaching, but I still do a bit of that coaching on the side. But I used to share in my stories when my business was intuitive eating mainly focused, I would share on my Instagram stories a day in the life of what intuitive eating looked like for me. I'd share food pictures and then I wouldn't stop there. I would share why I picked that. Like say I had chia pudding and an orange for breakfast. I would show a picture of that, but then in my stories I would say, this is why I picked the chia pudding and the orange. And it was very popular. People really, really liked that. And I've done a few episodes on this podcast of like why I ate podcast episodes and people have really liked those too. So I thought I would do another one. And I'm just going to take you through my day today, what I did and when I ate and what I ate. And the more important thing rather than what I ate is why I ate. So huge disclaimer, you're hearing one day of my eating. I will never eat this way again, probably like every day I eat different amounts, different foods, different combinations. Like maybe I'll have the same lunch again in the future, but I probably won't have the same breakfast and snacks and supper that I did today. Like it's a unique combination of food 
every day. So don't hear this episode and think, I need to eat like Nyla. No, 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 no. (laughs) You and I are very different and we have different needs for food every day. So I want you more so to learn from me how to be an intuitive eater in the day-to-day busyness of work and family. So focus on my reasoning for choosing what I did, not what I ate, because we have different food preferences, me and you. Again, I might be hungrier today than you were, or maybe you're more hungrier than me. Just you don't have to eat like me. That would be actually really bad if you tried to mimic how I eat, because then you wouldn't be honoring your God-given body and your God-given food preferences and your unique lifestyle and your unique hunger needs and things like that. So don't try to mimic (laughs) like I eat today. Focus on my intuitive eating reasons for why I picked things and I use a lot of gentle nutrition mindsets and gentle nutrition is principle 10 of intuitive eating. And another way to describe gentle nutrition is intentional nutrition. Like you're being intentional with your food choices, but not obsessive. I love how gentle nutrition is that happy medium of not neglecting nutrition, but not obsessing about it either and I think that happy middle is where God wants us to be where we're not neglecting our health but we're not obsessing about it either and gentle nutrition really helps you do that and it's essentially like I said being intentional with your food choices and putting thought behind it but also not making your whole day in life revolve around it if that makes sense so today I got up at 6 45 and I washed my face brushed my teeth put my slippers on And I went downstairs and I had some breakfast and I had some dry cereal. I had about a cup of cashew cereal. It's like this maple flavored cereal. It kind of reminds me of corn pops, like the textures. And it is really delicious. I don't think I've actually ate any of this box and it's almost done with milk. It's just so yummy dry. So I've been eating it dry. And how I put some thought into that meal was that A, That sounded really yummy. I wanted the maple cereal, so that's what I picked. And I really value quick breakfast because when I wake up, I'm hungry, like I want to eat and I don't have a ton of time to eat. I do have some time, but if I want to get my devotions in and my breakfast before my husband comes down and then we do like a little bit of devotions together before we go and I take him to work because we only have one car right now. So if I want to fit all that in, I can't be making like something fancy for breakfast. So for me, it just works to have something super simple at breakfast, either something I've already prepped the night before, like overnight oats or something like that, or grabbing cereal. That's so easy. So today had the cereal because that sounded good. And often what sounds good is going to be really satisfying. Not always. Sometimes something sounds good and you're like, "Mm, that was kind of not so yummy. But so I had the cereal, high fiber cereal. And then I wanted to bring in some other food groups. Just I know that I feel good when I have different food groups present at a meal and don't just eat grains. And I know that just eating grains, just the cereal, wasn't going to keep me full. So I paired it with some cottage cheese and I poured a fruit cup on there to add some fruit. We are running low on fruit in the house. We need to make a Costco run. So that's all I really had for fruit was a fruit cup. So I put on the cottage cheese and that made a really balanced meal of the protein and the carbs and the fruit. And I had thought about eating some overnight oats. I had some chocolate overnight oats in the fridge. I could have had that, but then I saved it for a different day because I was going to go for a run. And just lately, sometimes things that have a lot of chia in them and that overnight oats did have lots of chia in it. Um, 
sometimes it just kind of upsets my stomach a little bit. So I knew that I wanted to go for a run and essentially didn't want to have to go to the bathroom on the run. So I didn't want to eat something that possibly might make me have to go to the bathroom mid-morning when I was going to be going on a run. And it was a beautiful day and I wanted to take advantage of just feeling in the mood for a run and the weather being weather that I like to run in. So I stayed away from the breakfast option that I just didn't know how that would be on my stomach. And I knew that eating the dry cereal and the cottage cheese, that would be fine. Like I'd go to the bathroom in the morning and be fine and not have to go like mid-morning, if that makes sense. So sometimes I pick what I'm going to eat based off of what is the next activity that I'm going to do. Am I eating something that sometimes causes my tummy to be a little upset? And obviously I'm choosing still to eat that food sometimes because I really like it. And I'm not just avoiding chia pudding ever. I'm just avoiding it when there's an activity that that I won't be by a bathroom if I need to get to the bathroom because chia seeds can just go right through you if that's not too much information. But that was breakfast, went for a run, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day, perfect weather, and had some really powerful Christian music on. I made a new running playlist and really enjoyed listening to the new lyrics of songs, new to me songs at least, that I had never heard, was really encouraging, got back, did a little bit of stretching, had a shower, and changed into my work clothes, decided to wear a pretty dress, it was like a tie-dyed dress, put on some hoop earrings, just, I feel like when I actually get ready, rather than just wearing sweatpants, even though I work from home, as I'm working on my clients' podcasts and things like that, I feel like just, even if I don't have a Zoom meeting with a client or a potential client, just getting dressed, professionally can make me just have really good body image. It helps your mindset, but it also just puts you in the mind to work. It signals to your mind like this is work time now. This is the work portion of the day. So got dressed and then I decided I'm going to have a little bit to eat because I am feeling a little hungry. So I normally would wait a little longer to eat, but I'm going to eat something. So I hadn't had vegetables for a while. So I was intentionally today being extra intentional to include vegetables wherever I could. So I had some leftover butternut squash ravioli that we had and some, I think I'm saying this wrong, but endanami beans. They're like soybeans, the green ones. And so I had that. We were trying to clean out our freezer too. This was another reason why I picked this specific vegetable because we're trying to make room in our freezer and dig down deep and find things that have been lost in the abyss of our freezer, making room so it's easier to find stuff in there. So I had pulled that out and uh, thawed that and ate that, put some butter on it with some Parmesan and some salt, and that tidied me over to be able to go upstairs and work for a little bit on various things. Again, people's podcasts that I'm editing, worked on some back end of some clients' websites because I do a little bit of VA, virtual assistant work as well, did some video editing for a client, and then I came downstairs and I made a smoothie when it was near like when I normally would eat, so... I made a smoothie because uh, that just sounded really yummy. When I do a run, I seem to really crave a smoothie. And so I honored that craving because I could and because I was working from home. If I was working somewhere else, I might not have been able to have a smoothie, but 
I was able to get what actually sounded delicious and I made a smoothie. We had some chocolate milk in the fridge that I knew needed to be used up. It wouldn't last too long, so I put that in and I put some frozen kale in to again be intentional to get some vegetables in because I hadn't had any or hadn't had a ton at least for a little while and put a banana in there, some peanut butter, some chocolate protein powder, and then I put some flax in there and some ice. I put some flax in there. I don't normally put that in that smoothie combination, but I am doing seed cycling, S-E-E-D, and I have a whole episode on seed cycling, but eating specific seeds on specific days, it actually helps my periods be less painful. It reduces the cramps a lot, as well as other things that I've been doing, like taking magnesium and different things like that. You can go, I'll link that episode in the show notes to hear about how I have less annoying periods, And but I did the flax, put that in there, because today I needed to have the flax. I also needed to have pumpkin seeds, but I decided, eh, just not really feeling pumpkin and I know that from playing with it I don't have to be perfect with my seed cycling for it to still help me feel a lot better when it comes to be that time of the month so I decided I'm just not going to have the pumpkin don't want that I'm not going to force myself to have that and because in the past when I first started seed cycling I did be perfect with it because I had read somewhere that you have to be perfect with it consistently otherwise it doesn't work but that was kind of taking some of the joy out of intuitive eating. It was making it feel really restricted to me that I have to have two tablespoons of these seeds, like one of flax, one of pumpkin this week, and then this week I have to have the sunflower seeds and the sesame seeds. It was just becoming not so fun. Like it was taking some of the joy out of my food. So now over time I've learned how I like to eat those seeds. So it's more enjoyable that way too but I also have learned that even if I take a day off or two and it's just not sounding good it still makes me feel better when I have my period I don't have to be perfect so whoever said that was wrong at least for my body it still works to not be perfect with it and I decided tomorrow I'll try to have pumpkin maybe twice if that works if not it's fine Um, so I think I'm gonna have pumpkin seeds on my oatmeal tomorrow and then I'll probably have it on some trail mix maybe at lunch We'll see what happens, but that's kind of the plan and why I didn't have the pumpkin seeds today. Just didn't sound good. Not going to force myself to eat something that doesn't sound good. And then my husband called and we talked a little bit for like the last 10 minutes of his lunch break, which I really enjoy touching base with him, just talking about how our mornings have went and maybe our evening plans. It's really special that we can do that. And then I went for a 10 minute walk to the library because just from standing at my desk editing I have a standing desk I do have a chair too but I prefer to stand a lot of the time I was just feeling a little stiff so I knew that just changing positions going for a walk moving my body instead of being stationary and standing for so long that would be good to break up my workday so I walked 10 minutes to the library took a library book back and picked one up that was in that I had requested and then came home and then I did some more work And then around, I don't know, I think it was around 3.30, I started to feel hungry, so I grabbed an energy bite for a snack. That just sounded really good. I wanted something with protein, so it would tide me over till supper, and I wanted something that was sweet. I was craving that. Yesterday, I prepped these energy bites. They're actually like cookie dough bites. They have vanilla protein powder in them, chopped cashews, uh, almond butter. What else do they have in there? Honey, chocolate chips. Mm, vanilla I think that might be it and you roll them up in a ball and put them in the fridge and they have a cookie dough texture and they're so yummy I love them so much I had prepped them yesterday because I was craving some 
actually black bean fudge is what I really wanted for a snack yesterday afternoon, but that takes like three hours to make, like to make it, cook it, and then it has to sit on the counter and then go in the fridge for a while to get that fudge texture. And so I was feeling hungry, like this is yesterday, <laughs> and I didn't have three hours. So I thought like, what is something similar that will satisfy this craving? I want the fudge, the black bean fudge, but what would be similar? So I prepped these energy bites and it was great for yesterday's snack, but also had one today for a snack and that tidied me over till supper. Did some more work um, after that snack, prepped a little stuff for supper, and then I worked again on some podcast stuff and then I decided to finish my day with a 20 minute loop in our park, walked in the park, went for a little prayer walk, talked with God about some things that I was feeling anxious and just praying with him really helps me just feel better, uh, especially when I pray in tongues. I have a whole episode about tongues if that is a concept that appeals to you because newsflash, tongues is actually for every believer, not just some. It's a spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit would love to give you and it has definitely helped me with my anxiety so much. So I will link that episode in the show notes. That's from my other podcast, Her Holy Hustle Podcast. And it's a Christian business podcast. I don't do new episodes on there anymore, but you can still listen to all of them. They are still available. So I'll link that one. But I went for a little prayer walk and then came home and stretched and did a little bit of foam rolling for like five minutes just I was feeling stiff again from working all day at the desk. I try to take breaks, but I still sometimes get stiff if it's a day where I've edited quite a few podcast episodes. And I also went and worked a little bit on my podcast. I don't always get to do that during the workday, but I had about 20 minutes that I could work on my own podcast. So that was fun. Usually I have to do that on the weekends. And then just hung out with my cat for a little bit. Then I went and got my husband from work and we came back and we had leftovers for supper, kind of leftovers and new stuff. So we had like we had different meals because we had different leftovers, but what I had, and I made some new things to like make the leftovers, um, you know, how you have leftovers and they don't really make a complete meal. So you have to make some new stuff to be able to use the leftovers. What I had was some vegetables, some broccoli and cauliflower, put some butter on there and salt and pepper. And then I had this, um, this meat sauce that I had made. Cause again, we're trying to use up stuff in our fridge and freezer and it's making me be really creative with my meals. And I've created some really good meals actually, and then wrote the recipes down. I just kind of made recipes up with what we had in the fridge. And some of them were really good. And this one that I had today, it was chickpea pasta, which I don't normally like. It's kind of gross, but I have found ways to enjoy it because I didn't want to throw out this, this big box of pasta that I got from Costco. So I have, with trial and error, found ways that I actually don't mind the taste. If you try chickpea pasta, just go into it knowing like it's not going to actually taste like pasta pasta. Go at it thinking it's going to taste like its own unique thing. But I had made this kind of like meat sauce slash bush pie slash pizza pop kind of topping. So it had fried ham in it because that's the meat that I needed to use up in the fridge. I had fried ham, it had cottage cheese, like also I guess I could say slash lasagna in there. It's just pulling in a lot of different things. Had pasta sauce, cottage cheese, um, onions, like sauteed onions and this fried ham. And then I put Parmesan on top of it and I put it on this chickpea pasta. And the last few days that I had had it, it tasted so good. But today, the first bite of it at supper, I thought, oh, this just doesn't 
taste good. And that's normal. Sometimes food tastes so good. And then sometimes you try it again, you're like, it's just not as good. Or maybe it's better the second day. And it's, I don't know, our taste buds just are different, I guess. And I just wasn't feeling it. So I had about half a bowl of that. And I knew that it wasn't going to keep me. So I ended supper with another energy bite because I hadn't really enjoyed that pasta, which was weird because it just tasted so good every other time I had had that this week. But I ended with something that I knew that I would enjoy that would be satisfying because if you end a meal that was kind of not your favorite, you're going to be thinking about food and like, I just find that ending with something satisfying for you really helps you just to move on from the meal instead of being thinking about food like something was missing that didn't really fulfill my my satisfaction needs so for me that's usually ending the meal with something sweet if that happens so I had another energy bite it's okay to have the same thing twice in a day if you want that's totally fine and that just really helped me end the meal well and after I ate the energy bite the cookie dough bite thing I was a little uncomfortably full, but after like five minutes, I was fine. My body had already started digesting it. And I have an episode, even though I wasn't binge eating here, I do have an episode on what to do after you binge. And that can be helpful to anybody to hear if you are binge eating, if you're struggling with that. But also if you struggle with just sometimes overeating or not liking feeling uncomfortably full after a meal, just listen to that episode. And one thing I say in that episode is that trust your body to digest, like your body can digest the food. And again, I didn't binge eat here at all, but I just was feeling like a little too full. And in five minutes, my body had already started digesting and I felt a lot better. Like my body was doing its job. And I actually like at supper time to feel a little more full usually because it's the meal that's the furthest away from the next meal, if that makes sense. Like breakfast is closer to lunch and lunch to supper than supper is to breakfast. Like there's a longer time. And of course, if I got hungry, I could have a nighttime snack. That's totally fine. But there is something in intuitive eating called the hunger and fullness scale where you like give your hunger and fullness a number. And so I actually at supper like to be more full than maybe I would at breakfast because I know that it's going to be a longer time typically before I eat again. And yeah, I feel like that was my day in a nutshell. And so I hope that it was helpful for you to just hear how an intuitive eater ate and how I picked what I picked and how I brought nutrition into it, but wasn't obsessive about it, like wasn't focused on getting this many macros or, you know, this many grams of protein. I was just, I know it's helpful for women to have protein and men at breakfast. So I tried to get some protein in, but I wasn't measuring did I get this many grams of protein in my cottage cheese? I did measure the cereal because I know that that feels better, usually a cup of cereal for me, and I find it hard to eyeball that. So I just know that there are some things that I like to measure just because it's hard to eyeball and I know that a certain amount does feel good to me, but most of the time I do just eyeball it and that is totally fine. So I just pray that there's a tidbit in here that helps you and that you can implement into your own intuitive eating journey. And if you like this style of episode, I have, I think, maybe two or three other ones that I will link in the show notes that you can listen as I walk you through a day of eating and why I picked what I did. And thank you so much for hanging out with me and 
send this episode to a friend if you think it would be helpful for her. And if you want that cookie dough bite recipe, message me on Instagram, DM me, and tell me that you want the recipe and I can give you the exact measurements if you want. It's so yummy. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful remainder of your day, friends. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep, so help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that? How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet or make it more joyful make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful let me be on your team let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey if you are interested you can go to my website nylaweeb.ca and weeb is spelled w-i-e-b-e i always tell people it's like dweeb but without the d <laughs> and that's all linked in the show notes so you can find my website there and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me and i am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already i love getting to help christian women get out their powerful faith-based messages to the world it's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these god-centered god-glorifying messages out to the world it's such a blessing for me too so can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting